0: Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. In yesterday's program, or the previous program, I referred to coming attractions, of the end-time variety. And I am going to refer to these things again. I'm going to continue on with that. But before I do, I'd like to touch on, again, the coming presidential race, looming presidential race, which in point of fact has been underway for a while. And yet most of it under wraps, most of it, you know, off the radar, not in public view. And most of the activity, the majority of the activity has been on the Democrat side of the aisle, if you will. And uh, that side is getting pretty clogged up right now with a uh, multiplicity of presidential aspirants who desire to favor the people of the United States of America with their exceedingly worthy qualifications. It never ceases to amaze me the people that aspire to high office. Not just offices like President, Vice President, U.S. Senator, United States Congressman, Governor, and so forth. No. (laughs) No, no, no. Not merely these within the executive branch and legislative branch, but also those positions that carry such weight that are within the judicial branch. Many judges are elected. Many others are appointed. And, of course, we have these who are nominated and then perchance confirmed. But so very many people have these great aspirations for these higher-than-high offices, and it is fascinating to find that contrary to what they would have us believe the overwhelming majority of them do not seek such office to do good. They do not seek such office to do well. They do not seek such office to benefit the people of this nation or people of other nations. No. The majority the overwhelming majority seek these positions, these vaunted, lofty, elevated positions in order to prosper themselves and, in so very many cases, to do damage, to do harm to this nation and to other nations to do evil, I know it that's impossible that's ridiculous. that surely falls within the province of conspiratorial thinking. You know you just shouldn't think that way. I mean, people just don't behave that way; they just don't act that way, surely their motivation. Is far more generous than that. Philanthropic, public spirited, right? No, not so. <laughs> you know the old saw about power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Well, eh, it it's not entirely wrong, but neither is it entirely right. The truth is much closer to this that power attracts not merely the corrupt, but the evil, and that absolute power attracts absolutely evil. <laughs> but that's much closer to the reality. But it is true that individuals who are not evil and not even corrupt, per se, in the process of seeking office to do good, to do well, to protect the people of the nation, to protect the nation from being more terribly eroded and degraded and destroyed that so very many of them, not that there's so very many of them, but so very many of those who are of this ilk end up being subverted in the process of seeking office in order to be elected, in order to reach Those positions, so many of them are compromised in the process. And as I have commented in the past, sadly and pitifully, any number of them are pressured into making pledges that are ruinous to them so many of them are pressured into pledging to limit their time in office, to self-term limit, and to lead by way of example (laughs) to the others, to shame them into following them into term-limiting themselves, which they will never do. And so these individuals... They end up signing a pledge that they will limit their time, for instance, in Congress in the House of Representatives, to three two-year terms. Oh, they will accomplish a lot in that time, no doubt. So they sign these pledges, and then lo and behold, after one term, after two term, they are st- terms. They are still vying to get into some sort of leadership position where they can have greater impact or to get on this subcommittee or that subcommittee or this committee or that committee and to have more impact. And they find that they're not accomplishing much. And then in point of fact, the only way they're going to be able to is by sticking around. But it's too late. They've been hoist by their own petard. They have given their name. And their good name, their honor, is on the line. And so in the midst of their third term, they are faced with this dilemma. That they either keep their word, they either do what they said they were going to do, what they pledged to do, ever so foolishly, which they allowed themselves to be pressured into doing courtesy of some conservative political action committee. whom they desired to have the support of as compared to the opposition of. In order to elicit the support of the conservative base. This doesn't happen on the left side of the, op- this doesn't happen on the Democrat side. This is strictly <laughs> in the realm of the Republicans and the conservative and the, Family values people. They're the only ones this impacts. And so many of them fall prey to this, that now they have the choice. They can either meekly, with their tail between their legs, exit right from the public stage, or they can go back on their word. You know, famously like uh, someone who was not of the conservative ilk by any means. Instead, East Coast establishment left-wing Republican Party, George Herbert Walker Bush. That uh, infamous quote of his about, uh, read my lips, no new taxes. (laughs) Then he... Infamously, notoriously went back on that and he managed to outrage multitudes and it helped cost him re-election. But by offending them, by breaking his word, well, so we should be very careful about giving our word on things. These are not the kinds of things, giving your word, breaking your word, this never, never is an issue for those (laughs) on the leftist side. This is just (laughs) standard operating procedure for them. They lie and lie and lie and lie, and it's never a problem. But uh, in any case, this presidential race 2020 that is in process, but more and more candidates are being added to the mix, it seems like, on a daily basis. And any number of them, almost all of them, are of the socialist, dare I say radical, socialist activist bent of dear old godfather Solovinsky of community organizing infamy you know godfather if you will to the likes of Barack Hussein Obama Hillary Rodham Clinton Al Sharpton Jesse Jackson Bernie Sanders AOC Ocasio-Cortez and so forth and, and Ferguson riots and and on it goes but anyway we are beset by these self-promoting, self-aggrandizing candidates for high office who seek to do ill, who seek to do wrong, who seek to do bad, which is what they've been doing all of their professional lives, seeking to destroy this nation. And again, This goes on in other nations. But just to quote the words of dear old Bernie Sanders, Vermont Senator, independent, who's running as Democrat, which is kind of interesting. (laughs) I would think he would be running as an independent, right? Shouldn't he be running, you know, as an independent instead of a Democrat? Well, I would think so, given that he's an independent. So you know, declared as an independent, elected as an independent, but running for president as a Democrat. That's a little bit like uh, a little bit uh, like Michael Bloomberg, Republican, you know, East Coast left wing establishment Republican doing this great soul-searching, this soulless man, doing this great soul-searching about whether to run for president in the Democratic nomination process. Yes, whether to grace this nation with his greatness yet again. Well, Bernie Sanders said the following, and he describes himself as being a democratic socialist. Democratic socialist, okay? And when he says democratic there, it, this is not like Democrat Party, this is democratic. Quote, our campaign is about transforming our country. And creating a government based on the principles of economic, social, racial, and environmental justice end quote let 's go back a step our campaign okay when he says our campaign that is Bernie's campaign and the campaign of his Campaign team. That's the extent of the hour. Now he extends that out to all of his supporters, all of his followers, all of his fans, groupies, you could say. Our campaign. But of course, the substance of the campaign is from Bernie and then, by extension, his campaign leadership. It's not the supporters and the followers. (laughs) They get to take part in supporting him, promoting him, enabling him, facilitating his campaign, but they do not constitute the substance of the campaign. But our campaign is about transforming our country. Excuse me, wait a minute. Our country? It's your country, country, Bernie? Well, of course it's your country. Small y, your country but it is not your country and that of your team and that of your followers to the exclusion of the rest of Americans. It is not. You don't own it, okay? It isn't your baby. Our campaign is about transforming, instead of our country, The United States of America. And creating a government. Wait a minute. Creating a government. Transforming our country. Changing our country. And creating a government. After having destroyed the previous supplanting the previous do away with the government, the founding fathers founded because that was old and bad and all of that. And we are new and improved. We're going to do away with all of that. Just as in The communist rules, the red rules of 1919. Just as in the tenants of Meyer Amschel Bauer, who took the name Rothschild, Jew of the ilk that Jesus referred to as being the synagogue of Satan, Not a Jew of the Jews that Jesus referred to. Salvation is of the Jews. But a very different kind of Jew. Just as the core tenets and beliefs put forth by Karl Marx... To destroy the true foundations, to corrupt and pervert, just as Charles Darwin espoused, just as his great grandfather or grandfather, Erasmus, postulated. But Charles Darwin took credit for. But this wholesale war against Christianity and against pre-Christ Jewry and against the Word of God, godliness, godly virtue, righteousness, Honorable, noble social mores and morals. Yes, this campaign of Bernie Sanders and all of these others on the Democrat side of the aisle who are claiming. To be seeking to accomplish the same ends and essentially the same ways as Bernie was campaigning on, campaigning for last time round. Back when Donald Trump was <laughs> campaigning for the Republican nomination. So even though he's independent, so to speak, I mean, I'm an independent, okay? Not quite the same stripe as Bernie, dear Bernie. And I'm in northern New England, (laughs) right? In Maine at this point in time. Northern Maine, but... And I've spent a lot of my life in Maine when I wasn't in California (laughs) or north of California or in the southwest east of California or on the east coast south of New England, all over the map. But he's a different kind of independent. From myself. He's a socialist. To the core. Communism and fascism. Are branches of socialism. It's so fascinating. These experts. These. Who would teach us about history. Who insist that. Fascism is right wing. Communism is left-wing. Wait a minute. These are two sides of the same coin, which is socialism. Socialism. Nazism was the National Socialist Party. There are distinctions between fascism and communism, but they are both socialist. And their core values are the same. And they are at war with God, at war with Christ. They're at war with the Jews for the same reason Pharaoh was at war with the Jews. And sought to prevent the births of baby boys. But, anyway, dear old Bernie, if he gets his way, or if any of these others get their way, they are going to further transform our country. Degrade our country further. Pervert it more excessively. Create a new government in the place of the sorry government we have. Sorry it is because it has been so eroded and degraded. But... I will digress for a moment here. I thought it was a little bit humorous to see Martina Navratilova being attacked for being transphobic. (laughs) I mean, transphobic. Oh, that is just, that is precious. You know, that is just outstanding. Martina Navratilova, you undoubtedly know who she is. She was an outstanding, dominant women's tennis champion back in the day when Chrissy Evert was an outstanding women's champion. And they played each other. They met each other for championship after championship after championship. And Martina Navratilova, back in that time frame, she was as overpowering physically as Serena Williams has been In her times. But Martina, she, along with Billie Jean King and so forth, uh, were on the lesbian side of things. And Martina, I have, haven't, it's been a while since I've watched uh, coverage of a tennis match, whatever. But whenever I saw Martina give coverage, I thought she always did a stellar job. Happened to think that her coverage of tennis matches is par excellence. But (laughs) in any case, what she has to say with regard to, in this limited vein, with regard to this so-called transgender thing, is just, it's rich. It's rich that she's being attacked for this. But so, she says that for men to identify as being women and then to be permitted to compete against women is cheating, it's insane, and so forth. And that these who have purportedly changed their gender by declaration, by identifying that they are female, not male, and receiving some very limited hormone treatment regimen, that they've been allowed to compete against actual factual women, and they have achieved success as so-called women that were beyond their capabilities as men, when they had to compete against men. <laughs> it's, just, it's just fantastic. And anyway, you can't just claim yourself a female and be able to compete against women, she says. <laughs> All right. But uh, it's insane and it's cheating. It's not fair. Well, this, again, I, I it's ironic coming from a sodomite woman from a lesbian but that she is now being attacked by a sodomite uh group transsexual and they're labeling her not as homophobic but transphobic it's just it's rich it's just but this is this degenerate excuse of reality and truth and society and social mores that Bernie Sanders and all the rest vying for the Democrat nomination for president espouse. And ironically, so does dear old Donald Trump. Just look back at what he said and did after he took over these various beauty pageants outrageous and I said so back before he was nominated and back before he was elected, but of course, <laughs> by all means, you know, listen to the rushes and so forth, who say that well it's you know inevitable that we should have <laughs> homosexuals, sodomites, being married, you know, and adopting children, raising children, so on and so forth, and all these other things. All of our our great uh, conservative spokespeople, who mm-hmm. <laughs> I've lost track of how many times he's, been, he's married, but... Um, Anyway, has done very well for himself financially and so forth and is greatly beloved by the president, as is Sean. <laughs> Again, I will digress. I thought it was so funny. saw an advertisement, uh, multiple advertisements for Sean Hannity, and they say, let me see if I can remember it correctly. Connections, influence, answers. These are these ads, these banner ads and what have you for Sean Hannity. Ads to to radio stations and radio networks and whomever, you know. If you don't have Sean, add him to your lineup. And what do you get from Sean Hannity? You get connections with Donald Trump and Team Trump. Influence with Donald Trump and Team Trump. Answers. What they're not saying, however, is this, that in order for Sean to have these connections that result in such influence with Donald Trump and Team Trump, that comes at a price. And the price is that Sean is influenced and affected as far as what he espouses. It's not a one-way street here. There's a price to pay. And those who want to just, you know, (laughs) hang on to Sean, you know, and rush with their great contacts and connections and influence... With dear old Donald Trump and being so close to Trump and Team Trump and so forth. Well, uh, you could say you get what you pay for. But anyway, the, what is it, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, LGBTQ. You know, They're great thing. It's all sodomite, sexual pervert, sexual perverters, perverting the nation, perverting, corrupting, degrading, destroying. As I've said before, time and again, every nation has a right has freedom, in this sense, to determine for themselves what their values will be, what their beliefs will be, what their laws will be, what their society will be. And they can choose evil. All right? But, Choosing evil, legalizing evil, promoting evil, rewarding, condoning evil does not make it good, (laughs) does not make the evil good, and certainly does not make those who do this great promotion good. Before I... (laughs) Failed to do so, let me just mention I am Brad Thomas, and this is after all is said and done. And whatever is good and true and right in this program is thanks to God Almighty and His Holy Son Jesus Christ. And whatever is lacking, erring, is due to me. Every nation has that right, has that freedom, and has that responsibility. And this nation, its corrupt, unrighteous, ungodly leaders, and the overwhelming majority of our leaders in the federal government, state governments, municipal governments, are just that. Utterly unworthy, unrighteous, unjust, immoral. And so many of them vile, lewd, profane, wicked to the core. And when they pass these wicked laws that promote evil, that condone it, that reward it, that require it, that require... The good and the godly to tolerate it and to honor it. The end is not that far away. Now, if this was about some other nation, I don't know. Take your pick. Let's let's say uh, Sri Lanka, you know, or Borneo, or. Iceland, or uh, Solomon Islands, uh, Tahiti, Fiji, so on and so forth. Then (laughs) maybe, you know, God will just let that slide, just let them go on. But when it is nations which he has founded to honor him, to worship and obey him, and to make his truth known to the rest of the world. And such nations corrupt and degrade themselves. He will not tolerate it. He will not let it slide indefinitely. It has slid a long time. (laughs) It's been allowed a long time. And the cost has been, just for your information, the cost... For the evil that has been promoted by our federal governments, all of the branches, executive, legislative, judicial, as well as the state governments and municipal governments, with induced abortion, with persecution of those opposed to this evil, with infanticide, with pornography, vicious pornography, and prostitution of girls and young women, with this enabling of the sodomites to adopt and raise children. With corrupting and perverting the children, the young, the youths in the public schools and via private schools and so forth. The price of that has been a bloodletting in this nation that has gone on for decades. No, not just a matter of service men and perversely, women, young women, but in the military. But the girls and the young women that have been preyed upon, kidnapped, raped, murdered, kidnapped, trafficked, prostituted, tortured, slaughtered, it's been a bloodletting, in addition to all the babies. It's been a bloodletting that has continued for decades. That's been the price a microcosm, an understatement of the price that it has cost to tolerate evil in this nation, the United States of America. And the same kind of evil has gone on throughout the Western world, throughout the free world, throughout former Christendom. And there is yet a greater price to pay. And it's the ultimate overthrow of this nation. And these, like Bernie Sanders and so forth, they will keep on conspiring to further destroy this nation. Enemies, foreign enemies, domestic in this case. And some of them, they, they do have the assistance of others who are just out-and-out out fools and dupes flunkies, what have you. But, ultimately, while the nation collapses, implodes, it will also be attacked from without. This was true for Rome, which was (laughs) deserving. This has been true for every so-called great civilization. This was true for ancient so-called Israel, the twin nations after the division into Judah and Israel, and they well deserved destruction, as does this nation. Does this nation still have Christians, genuine Christians, devout Christians? Yes, it does. But the governments are evil and promote evil and reward evil for a little while longer. But to hear tell from Bernie and these others... They are going to bring about economic justice, social justice, racial justice, environmental justice. (laughs) And the fools will follow them to that end, to the end of the destruction, the absolute, total destruction of this nation. Now, I mentioned in the previous program about this kind of dichotomy, (laughs) I'm torn because God's word makes it clear that the last regime, evil regime in this world will actually be a worldwide regime, something that's never been accomplished thus far. And it will be accomplished before the end there will be a worldwide totalitarian regime there are some questions with regard to details God makes it clear in his word for those who care to reference his word in, in the book of Daniel and so forth that this regime that will enslave the entire world with the last nation being overthrown, being that of Israel. The last nation, not the United States of America, but tiny Israel. Tiny, secular, corrupt, perverse, ungodly Israel, of all things. But that this regime will be the last vestige of the Grecian Roman Empire. Now, unless unless Vladimir Putin is related to the Caesars, that to some to one of the Caesars, and frankly, I mean, he still has has gotten to uh, retain his looks. He's he's getting older, but he's gotten to retain his looks. Uh, And his looks have changed somewhat, but at an earlier age, I thought he looked a bit like a spitting image of Augustus Caesar. Just as in point of fact, Bill Clinton, Bubba, William Jefferson Clinton, I was, I've mentioned it before, but I was just shocked when I saw this one bust of Nero Caesar and was an absolute Dead ringer for Bill Clinton at one point in time of of Bill Clinton's life. I just was absolutely shocked. I well, I wasn't shocked initially. Initially, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was like something like from Mad Magazine or something where they were making fun of him, right? Like a lampoon, national lampoon, and they're just. You know, they're creating a bust that is supposedly of Nero Caesar when, in point of fact, they used a portrait of Bill Clinton as the model for it. But that wasn't the case. And I was absolutely shocked to find that, lo and behold, this was a legitimate bust of Nero Caesar and an absolute dead ringer for Bill Clinton. Of course, Nero Caesar supposedly killed himself the same way Adolf Hitler supposedly killed himself, even though these were vicious, sadistic, perverse, satanic destroyers who never would have killed themselves. And there was absolutely no evidence of either one of them having killed themselves. And in fact, interesting evidence to the contrary. But... Anyway, unless Putin is related (laughs) to the Roman Empire, then Putin will not get to enjoy being world emperor. Xi Jinping, president for life there in communist China, will not get to enjoy being world emperor. But that's not to say that Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping may not manage to expand their territories, to expand, enlarge their reach, overthrow some free nations or less than free nations, and uh, also annex some other, in the case of communist China, some other communist nations, combine them under one roof. It's not to say they may not manage to do that. But as far as the ultimate world empire, it's going to be the last hurrah of the Grecian Roman Empire. And again, that's according to the Bible. That's not according to, you know, some experts out there somewhere of some other vein. Those who will be involved in doing this, I don't know who all they are, but I know the kind, okay, I know the type, the ones like Henry Kissinger, Dr. K, a Jew, but again, a Jew of the synagogue of Satan variety, Hmm? a Jew of the Vladimir Lenin variety who had Jewish roots, fascinatingly enough. But these kingmakers behind the scenes, it's not as limited as what's referred to as the deep state. It's not limited to something in the United States of America. It is international. It's the Prince Philip's And the Ted Turners. And the Henry Kissingers. And the Rothschild family. Just like with Meyer Amishal Bauer Rothschild. And so forth. The Rockefellers and and these others. And there are a great many of them. Those with the skull and bones society. Satanic society and... (laughs) Interesting roll call there with the late George Herbert Walker Bush, his son, George W., John Kerry, and so forth. But these are the ones, these are the kind that are involved. James, Earl, Jimmy, trust me, Carter. (laughs) Uh, These are the ones who are involved with this. And... As far as when I mentioned that Poland desires very strongly for the United States of America to build, to establish a major military base there because they believe that Putin then won't dare attack them because that will immediately draw in the United States of America. Well, maybe it will and maybe it won't. What if Bernie Sanders is president? What if Elizabeth Warren is president? What if Kamala Harris is president? Hmm? I mean, even if Donald Trump is president, that doesn't mean that he necessarily immediately goes to the aid of Poland. And in point of fact, when I was talking about Putin attacking Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Belarus, Ukraine, and perhaps just sidestepping Georgia and Moldova for the moment, And then using that territory to attack, to forward stage and attack Poland and roll over Poland, I don't mean he's going to stop there. He can always go ahead and attack and take over Finland and the majority of Sweden. But why? Why bother? Why not just keep going west and attack eastern Germany and all of Germany? Now, there are American bases in Germany. So what? Go on, attack France. I mean, I can see Putin doing this and then going right on to UK and saying, you know, Hitler made that mistake. I'm not going to make the same one. I'm going to go straight over, grab UK and see what you think of that. Meanwhile, the United States of America, it may just possibly have its hands full uh, with some other, have its attention diverted by China having launched everything that it has against Taiwan, which it supposedly can easily overthrow, but it may have great difficulty doing, and taking care of Hong Kong, and maybe taking out South Korea and Japan, and maybe launching against Okinawa and Guam, and the Philippines, to mention a few possibilities there. But the thing is, United States may have its attention... Uh, ...diverted somewhat. And it will all be... ...conventional weapons... ...extremely... ...high-tech... ...powerful... ...conventional so-called weapons... ...non-nuclear. Except, of course... ...they could use the... ...Pulse variety of nuclear weapons... ...just to... ...nullify Americans. But... ...these are coming attractions... They, can, they could go ahead and, and do that sort of thing if they chose to. But if anybody's going to be eager to make a move, I would think it would be those like Henry Kissinger who's really getting up there. <laughs> we'll see. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now if we choose to. Thank you.